This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. They're talking, talking sandwiches, going at it as hard as we can. Right, Is it have, we're, we're talking gonna... sandwiches or they're talking sandwiches? It doesn't they're... matter. Like, I, I, I want everybody to be saying eight different words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we got to do that again. We got to do that yeah. one okay. more time. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> right. We need to do somewhat close, man. They're, they're talking, talking sandwiches, going at it as hard, hard as they, they can. can. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they took years of practice to get that down. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Midweek Menches, a.k.a. Wednesday Observations, a.k.a. Hump Day Heroes. That's right. Uh, I think Mayor Matt came up with that. Uh, my name is at, uh, well, I probably by the time this drops, I'll have been suspended again from Twitter, so I'm not going to actually give my Twitter handle. My name is Will, a.k.a. Christy, a.k.a. Crispy. Um, I am joined this evening, this Wednesday night, actually, by Cody Cavalry. AKA Drake, Ant from Brooklyn, AKA Stiano, the one and only mayor from Cartersville, Georgia, Matt Santini, and John from Brooklyn, uh, our resident uh, foodie. Um, and, John and... from Miami. Wait, what did I say? John? And I did Brooklyn. say John from. Okay. Did I say John from Brooklyn? Yep. Holy shit. All right. And well, it's my uh, bad. Stiano, I think. That's okay. Close enough. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm not getting paid to do this, so I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to get everything right. But anyway, we are here to recap the last couple days worth of shows and just kind of go around the horn with whatever topics uh, that the guys have brought up on the radio show and kind of give our feedback and just our, uh, you know, our opinion of things and, and any other, um, uh, you know, just our takes on uh, on the subject matter. So, having said that, we're going to go first all the way up to Brooklyn, New York, uh, to at Stiano on Twitter. Did I get that right? Did I say it you wrong did. again? Oh, shit. Okay. All right. And go ahead, man. So, you like sandwiches, huh? Hell yeah, I like sandwiches. I don't often yep. agree with Stu, but his take is spot on about the Chicken Porn Hero. It is the top sandwich. Sure, there are other sandwiches out there that think they mean something like the Turkey Club or 
to be New York specific, your pastrami on rye or your Rubens, but that's crap. Nothing Ooh. beats a good chicken parm. You've got Ooh. some of the best breads in New York, uh-huh. got your fresh mozzarella, your homemade sauce, and your chicken. What could beat that? There's nothing that can be better than that. You got it nice and warm. It, it, it literally will melt in your mouth. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you brought up the Reuben. The Reuben, I, 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 there's a, I'm hard-pressed to find a sandwich that's better than a good Reuben. I love a good Reuben, but I'm sorry. Chicken parm for me, okay. personally, right. beats it. I'm going to jump in here and tell you, I'm Go sorry, ahead, Matt. Matt. Chicken parm isn't even the best parm. How about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, going eggplant, I'm going eggplant parm. You, Sam, you get the mozzarella. You get a nice, fine Italian bread. I see John's with me on this one. Eggplant okay. parm is the king of parms. Chicken comes in second. Wow. Man, you and a your chef's vegetables. kiss. You're like Dan with the spinach wraps. They're trash too. <laughs> Take your eggplant parmesan. Go try to be healthy. Give it to your kids to give them some vegetables. Get that crap out of here. And Dan is totally wrong on those spinach wraps. They're trash. They Dan has barely any spinach. Okay, all right. They're just there for the color. You know why you eat them? You eat them to make someone think you're trying to be healthy, not because you're trying to be that's healthy. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. As a fellow fat guy, John, don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, spinach. Spinach doesn't belong on any sandwich, any wrap. Uh, well, dare I say any plate, okay? Spinach is horrible. And, and, what about and under- I'll die what- on that hill. Hey, John, what about underrated sandwiches? I'm going to throw one at you, a Southern thing, fried green tomato BLT. Oof, oof. I wish I could say I've had that, but um, uh, sound, sounds delicious. Sounds much better than, than a regular BLT. Um, uh, anybody anybody think um, underrated Anything sandwiches? Anything with bacon is fire for me, but, you know. Yep, yeah, John, I, think, I, think you're gonna, I think you're definitely going to die on that hill from cholesterol, um, actually. That's yeah. uh, uh, what that it sounds happen. like, man. I, I love spinach. I love a good, like, baby spinach salad. Um, on, on my sandwich, it just feels like filler. Uh, to me, like it doesn't actually contribute to any of the flavors, the fraud. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna talk sandwiches, I would put, uh, and I'm not from Philly, but I would put good Philly cheesesteak with just yeah. onions and either whiz or or American cheese. Not provolone. Provolone doesn't have much much in in terms of flavor, but a a good Philly cheesesteak on good bread. Um, Cooked right with some, you know, sliced ribeye, American cheese, or whiz because it's it's salty. It melts well. I, I would put it up there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe top five. I don't know. What do you guys think? I uh, my favorite sandwich is the last one that I've had. Um, whatever that happens to be, whatever the last <laughs> sandwich that I've eaten is my favorite sandwich. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know how you guys do this. Like I. I, I can't rank. I can't rank these things in my life because whatever I'm in the mood for is literally my favorite thing at the moment. You know what I mean? Like if I want like a thick cut bacon BLT, that's the best sandwich in the world right there in that moment. So I really struggle to kind of do these rankings. It's like talking about my favorite band or my favorite Van Halen song. Um, You know, it's like whatever I am jamming to at the moment is the best. Sure. But don't you find there are certain sandwiches you go to more often? You go back and get that thick cut BLT many more times or the Reuben many more times than you go for a meatball sub or, you know, uh, I don't know, yeah, a basic turkey, yeah, turkey club yeah. or something. I feel like it's not really messy about ranking as much as everybody likes what they like and they end up going back to it in the same way that you go back and listen to that, you know, 5150 because that's your Van Halen album or you right, listen right, to right. the Hagar stuff because that's your 
that's your, you know, your Van Halen that really makes you like rock out or whatever it is. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I feel like um, sandwiches are also lunch dinner biased. Um, so there can be a lot of different um, aspects to it. But one thing that's not biased is the side to the sandwich. So I'm going to throw it over to Mayor Matt. And my take is there's only two sides that are possible for a sandwich. And that's either um, potato chips or French fries. Mayor Matt, do you have a possible third con, uh, third option to this to this realm? No, because I agree with you wholeheartedly. And unless and the only exception would be if you would go like the Fritos or or Doritos, but those are still in the chip family. And I will tell you that you, the chips, I will tell you, potato chips are very rarely in my house because once there's a bag that's open, it's empty by the time my wife will go. Didn't I buy potato chips? And yes, they yeah. were delicious. Yes, and that, absolutely. And that was the end of it. But Drake, you did bring up something. Even though we've transitioned to the side dishes, you brought up uh, something I didn't consider. There's something really tasty in the breakfast, and that is a good breakfast and egg sandwich with some bacon. That's oh, pretty wow. sharp too. Wow! But uh, but I digress. Uh, potato chips, uh, absolutely fantastic. Go on the side of any sandwich. All right. So what about potato chips on the sandwich? Anyone? I, I, never. I, I never really did that. Yeah, I, I, there was never a thing I did. To add like a little bit of crunch, or if you get something like a barbecue or something, you know, a little more. Of, an ex- of a different kind of chip? Oh, okay. I'm sure it's delicious. I just never, I, this is just never something I didn't, I didn't grow up doing. So like, you know, in adulthood, I, I, it's not something, something I ever think about doing. How about this? When, when you would go to uh, that famous sub shop place, would you, and you got the combo, would you opt for the chips or a cookie? Probably chips. chips. 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a desserts guy. Oh, I am too. I am too. But I would still, I choose the chips because it was like more food in my mind. Like, you know, the bag of the chips was bigger. So I was getting more bang for my buck. And, and I swear that, uh, that sub place that shall go unnamed, uh, until they sponsor us, the cookies kept getting smaller and kept getting smaller. And now I feel like they're like 50 cent piece size or some shit. Those bags are full of air. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, Poppy. <laughs> Mickey Aaron chips over here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Who is up next? Let's see. Let's go to Cody Cavalry. What's your what's your take? All right, boys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the uh useless sound montage. Um Billy Gill's specialty on Tuesdays. He has the thankless job of breaking down the the NFL's press conferences. And the one the the biggest thing that I took from his use of sound sound montage was coach Bill Belichick's comment. Um, He was offered some type of question about how the Patriots defense played. And Mr. Belichick responded with defensively, we have to play defense. (laughs) And if that's, if, if that's not useless, I'm not sure what is what qualifies, right? Yep. So, um, (laughs) We, we kind of talked about what in everyday life, what is useless to you. And for me, I'm going to say that the two most useless things in everyday life are when you're in the workplace, everyone's saying, good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are you doing? How are you doing? How's your day? How's your day? Absolutely useless because one, no one ever, ever responds with how they're actually doing. And number two, it's just 
common courtesy, which is just useless. John, what's your take on that? A follow-up question about that. So how do you feel about uh, Happy New Year? Stupid. Dumb. <laughs> so anytime, not even, not even January 1st, it's just dumb all the way. No, nope. nope. equivalent, equivalent to good morning. It's just, it's just nothing. Except I guarantee you, if you went to a, a, a party or if tomorrow your coworkers showed up and nobody spoke to you, Everybody, just nobody said good morning. Nobody said hello. Nobody said anything. No type of greeting whatsoever. You'd be like, what the hell is everybody's problem today? Like, like there, there is conditioning there, but I, I guarantee you the moment it didn't happen, it would feel very weird. Yeah. But at the, at, to that end, the, the good mornings and all that, like, right. it's, it's not, it's not natural like when you you talk about a work party like the Mm -hmm. only thing that brings out actual people's natural reaction is alcohol period yeah of course but like we're talking about eight o'clock don't you aren't you like a a pe teacher or something for like little kids like we're we're not we're you're not getting socially lubricated at eight o'clock in the morning uh cody cavalry come on man Okay, so here, so here's my response. So, so when a, when another teacher respond or another teacher says "Good morning," what uh-huh. would you like my response to be? That is natural and not for. So for me, I'm one of three males in a seventy percent or a seventy faculty female rating. What would you like my response to be? That's not creepy. Finger guns. I thought this "Good morning" that. Yeah, what are you talking about? You, you you sound like a sociopath right now. Like like you just say, "Hey, how are you doing?" That's it. That's thing, like but that, that, that's I'm my sure point. I'm so glad my kid doesn't go to your school. So you like sandwiches, huh? But that's my point, though. It's useless, though. It's not useless. It is. It is like it, it is the the grease that that uh. uh well, the grease that greases the will, that's fucking redundant. Excuse it's, my language. It's Bleep the that grease out. that turns society. Exactly. Society. Exactly. Precisely right, well, Mayor. That's a, that's a much more elegant way of putting it. Sure. Yes, but I think I could make a very good argument that we need to put society on its head for a moment and stop all this pleasantries in just for the sake of pleasantries. Like, I have no problem with talking to coworkers who are like, hey, how are you doing? Good and having a conversation. Right. But we right. don't have coworkers who are like, you wouldn't look at me if you didn't have to right now. Why Thank are you coming you, over and pretending to shake my hand as if you think it matters? You know Thank you all have them. End of so segment. I would take, on Drake's take is I would say that's the problem. That Thank everybody you. thinks they have to do it to everybody else. No, not end of segment. Not end of segment at all. Because I just wanted to throw in, I work at a car dealership. And everything that comes out of the salesman's mouths are useless, yep. uh, is useless. Like, and I don't mean, I'm just talking about to me, like my, one of my pet peeves is when a salesman or just anybody in general, but I pick on them a lot because they are truly useless. Uh, I'm eating something and they walk by and they say something like, Oh, did you bring me some? Like that, that type of, you guys know what I'm talking about. You, we've all had those coworkers that always have to comment on your, uh, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Or like, if I'm detailing a car, they'll like, they'll, they'll be like, Oh, pull that around for me. I just bought that. You know, like those types of little, it's like not even dad jokes because I feel like there's an art to dad jokes. It's just, you want to talk about useless sound greeting someone to me is not useless. However, 
the sake, the, the, the act of commenting on what another person is doing for the sake of commenting on it is useless to me. Let, let me give you a life hack. Yes, but let me give you a life hack attack. This comes from an elected official, okay? <laughs> okay. And this will also help you if, if you're in an argument with your spouse. Actually, the, the first one is you might be right, okay? You end, let, them, let them vent, say, you might be right, or I understand. Okay. okay? And then when, and, and when you're in a public setting, like uh, sometimes if somebody gets up and talks for 20 minutes about um, something that doesn't make an awful lot of sense or something you really don't want to talk about, you just simply right. say, thank you for your comments. <laughs> doesn't elicit a response. It, they're, they're all kind of worthless and useless, but it kind of moves everything around, but they're very powerful. So I'll, I'll, that is my little, my little life. Drake, what do you got? Here, and Drake, chuck it at chuck. their head. Thanks, guys. All y'all's comments are really, really good. I'm going to throw it back to Crispy so we can segment it, transition to the next segment. Thanks, guys. Before we do that, Matt, my wife would throw me out of the house if I hit her with that. Yeah, that that is some uh, some wonderful linguistic jujitsu uh, that the mayor just bestowed upon us. Uh, that's wonderful advice. Yeah, don't get kicked out of the house though, John. We need you to record and edit and all. We need you to have access to all the stuff that you do. Um, all right, <laughs> I'm going to throw it now to uh, Mayor Matt uh, for his uh, topic kind of recap of the last couple days worth of shows. Go ahead, Mayor. Uh, sure, I want to jump on a few things that are just kind of in my brain a minute, and then I've got uh, I'm going to get to the one thing I want to do. I am so mad at Mike Ryan, not because he's done anything wrong, but he did something very right. I've been sitting on this Jake from State Farm thing for like two weeks. Have you seen the commercial? They brought it up on Tuesday, and it was like, yes, jacked from State Farm is what his name should be. His arm was absolutely <laughs> massive, and I've been waiting to use that, and Mike brought it up. Jacked show, from State said, Farm. Jacked. I'm oh, so man. My, I'm so mad at myself for not using that. The other thing is, and Drake is going to jump in right here in the middle of my segment with this because as much as I love my guy, Billy Gill, he and Chris Cody can both kick rocks. They can kick rocks as far as Ronald Acuna Uh-oh. can hit a baseball. Don't worry, guys. I'll edit that out. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's leave the uh, insensitive uh, to the indigenous people's chance out of the podcast. Leave it in. Very good. Well, the, the one thing I do want to talk about, I'm so glad they brought it up. Uh, those of us that are a little bit more seasoned in the group, uh, well, you know, Van Halen was such a big part of my growing up uh, and uh, certainly had an opportunity, several opportunities to see uh, Van Halen. My, actually, my older brother's favorite band, so I got to listen to an awful lot of their music. But, uh, nice. you know, so many great riffs, and they brought it up on the show, the fact that Eddie Van Halen did the guitar solo and beat it and did it in in one take and just kind of did it and knocked it out of the park. Um, but three of my favorite Eddie Van Halen guitar riffs come from hot for teacher, ain't talking about love and running with the devil. And I was wanted to know crispy. I know you're a musical guy and I know that the, most of the guys in this group are of the age where they would appreciate Van Halen. So just wanted to kind of know what your thoughts are on what some of the better or most underrated uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar riffs would be. Man, I, I think you kind of nailed the the three. Obviously, his most famous guitar work probably 
even more so i think the the beat it riff is something that a lot of people probably don't know even if you're familiar with michael jackson you don't necessarily know that's eddie van halen playing guitar unless like uh you were a fan of pop-up video like i was that used to come on vh1 um that's how i originally learned that yeah i see ant uh shaking his head or nodding along uh that's how i learned about that but but just the track eruption if you have never heard a guitar make the sounds and do the things that Eddie made them do on the track eruption. And it's only like a minute, a minute and a half long. It does not sound like a guitar at certain parts. It sounds like a synthesizer. And if, if you're seeing somebody, you know, just strum along or play the guitar for the first time, uh, you, it, it, it sounds like it would be impossible to elicit the things that he, he made happen on that track. Um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not like, I, I saw Van Halen live, uh, I want to say like 2015, 2016, when uh, David Lee Roth joined Van Halen, uh, uh, did a reunion tour and Wolfgang was playing bass for him. Um, and it was incredible. Like seeing that live and up close, it was just as unreal looking as you would imagine, imagine it being. And uh, seeing Eddie just talk with his guitar was just uh, it was incredible, man. Uh, I'm kind of meandering and rambling right now, but yeah, a huge, huge loss to the, the musical world. Uh, that, cause that dude was a once in a lifetime player. Anybody else got a thought on Eddie Van Halen? Well, I'll go, no, I'll go just real quick and, and, uh, and just mention when I think about growing up in MTV and the, um, the eighties, Van Halen to me is the, the quintessential MTV eighties group well, ma- mainly with David Lee Roth in it, um, not so much Sammy Hagar. And I, I, I look back on those days fondly. I, I look back at the, you know, the gymnastics. I look back on all that stuff and all the fanfare and the flair and the hair and the spandex and, of course, the great music. And so it, for that nostalgia, I, it does bring me some warm and fuzzies thinking back. One of the, one of the creepiest, most underrated videos was, uh, do yourself a favor and look it up. You got to get past a lot of misogyny but it is the uh, Pretty Woman video. It will make you so uncomfortable, but oh, it, is, uh, it is a montage of a million different things, and you go like, what in the world were they thinking? And Ann, <laughs> I know you wanted to get on on this too. I was just going to jump in with, as someone who grew up at that age, like I was the age of the kid in the Hoffa Teacher video. Like that was like, like that was so spot on. That, 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 that whole, I thought it was one of my favorite videos ever because it was just like, it was a story that, that connected with me very much as someone who was sort of that age and had gone through that stuff and, Oh God, look at this teacher. And like, I don't know. And the music was great. So, you know. So, so what do you remember the name of the teacher that you were hot for? Obviously you had a personal experience with it. Man. I will will save the names because I have friends who listen to this podcast and I can't do it. Okay. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Back to you, Will. Back to you. All right. All right. Um, and just uh, I, just to to make some people mad that might listen to this, David Lee Roth, absolutely the greatest front man of all time. Moving along, moving along. John from Miami, what you got this week, man? All right. So let's uh, let's see. How about how's how's um, how's taking a shit uh, work for all of you? <laughs> Is that good? OK, I actually have a take on this. I actually have a take real quick, John, if Go you ahead. don't mind. Go ahead. Does anybody else get constipated on vacation? Yes. 
it, okay, I, I don't know what happens. It's like suddenly I'll go three. I am as regular as can be. Suddenly I'll go like three days and not like, and, and I'm so backed up. I get so bloated on vacation. And I think what it is is because, like I said, I'm on my feet for like 10 hours a day and, and up pretty early in the morning. And so like getting up and moving around, I think is what triggers it for me. I don't think it's coffee. I don't think it's like apple juice. I, th- I think one of the guys said that. Um, I don't think it's any of those things. I think it's literally moving and well, I can tell you from my take, whenever Man. I'm more active, more moving, walking, running, playing sports, my stuff processes way quicker. Guess what? Way the- quicker. But what I would also say, I think sometimes if you go on vacation and you change your diet, you're eating different foods, you're eating out more, you're probably drinking yeah. less water. Yeah, that's There's huge. other things that probably go yep. into it too, but I think that also can betray. Because you're used to eating your spinach, usually when you go on vacation, you don't eat your spinach. The gentleman from Cartersville is going to give his time to Drake. <laughs> I was going to say, your, your problem is on vacation, you're eating too much and not drinking enough alcohol. Because if, you're, if your alcohol level is up here and your eating level is down here, you're going you're gonna to even it out 50-50. John, that'll, that'll, that'll be sufficient. Right. So that, that's a good segue into asking you guys, what loosens you guys up? Because some people mentioned uh, orange juice. That doesn't do it for me. Some people mentioned Sunny D, which is an orange juice. It's an orange drink. Um, and so what does it actually for me is, is coffee. I believe caffeine is, is like a stimulant for the, uh, for the intestinal tract. So it just gets you, it gets you going. I, if I drink a cup of coffee, give me about 15 minutes and, you know, time to go to work. <laughs> Uh, how about you guys? Any anything? What loosens up, uh, you know, your bowels? I, I make my own cold brew uh, at the house, um, so I always leave the house with a big thing of cold brew. Um, but I'll tell you what, guys. Like as I get older, a nice tall glass of Metamucil at night. Oh, oh, God! There's nothing better. There's nothing better. That orange flavor. I look forward to it, and I've never felt older than as I'm as these words are coming out of my mouth right now. Wait, but that happened. That the action happens when you wake up, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. But like, just as far as like uh, what what keeps me uh, what keeps me on a regular schedule. Oh man, I, I'm the senior spokesperson of the group, and I am. I've never had metamucil in my life, and I don't plan on it. But I will tell you, uh, humble, humble you know, brag. Sometimes, okay. Some, All right. Sometimes there's self-loathing and self-poisoning, and ice cream does it for me. Any kind of heavy kind of dairy stuff. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I just got to go have a blizzard, and then it's like, all right, well, I I know what I'm doing the rest of the day. <laughs> it, it actually works out pretty well because I can hopefully you don't have like gonna a. Be, it, it's going to be a net zero calorie venture for me because I, I, mean, I, I won't gain a pound. I don't know if that's how calories work, but I, I like the uh, I like the formula there. I like the math. <laughs> don't question it. Oh, that's funny. All right, uh, Mayor, you got any more topics from the past couple of days? No, I, I actually uh, the one thing that did kind of hit in my heart being the being the father of, of a girl and uh, looking back with with Mike's first uh, his daughter's first birthday party, um, my daughter's first birthday, I, I got into a Barney costume. Oh, and I'll man. share those offline with you. Some of the pictures I took when Barney was not at the party, he was kind of a bad boy. And I've got some pictures that I carry around with that. But uh, it did make it kind of warm my heart to hear him talk about everybody dressing up as Wizard of Oz characters. Yes. And yep. it got me to thinking if I had to dress as a character for the Wizard of Oz, which one would I choose to dress up as? Ooh. And I didn't know if anybody else had it. I would probably dress up as the Wizard. Don't worry about, uh, don't pay any mind to the guy behind the curtain. Yeah, that's that's an under. I I feel like nobody ever dresses up as the titular character. 
That's interesting. I've never really thought about that. Probably for me, simply because I have a beard that's like a foot long, I would go cowardly lion. Um, I would just need the mane on top because I cannot grow hair on top of my head. Um, I was terrified of the Wizard of Oz, not to get off off track of, of your, your question, but I was terrified of the flying monkeys. So when I heard Mike dressed up as one, I really need to see a picture of that um, because the as a kid, Wizard of Oz probably freaked me out more than just about any other movie. Yeah, I don't think it was a, as a kid-friendly movie as like everybody thought. There was a lot of like, I mean, basically violence and the house falling on the, the witch and, <laughs> you know, the, the flying monks that you talked about that were not like, oh, oh happy funny monkeys. They were like, you know, yeah, there's like grandma monkeys. There's like an uncanny valley to those monkeys that just it like itches my brain in a certain way that just it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Drake, what about you? Oh, man. Let me think for a minute. I think um I think I would have to be uh Toto because <laughs> no, nobody dislikes Toto, right? Well done. That's that is wait, it's, say Toto again? Oh, it's Toto, not Toto. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard yeah, anybody say it the way you just did. It's is a dog, a not a toilet. <laughs> is that a fine? Did I did I read the internet wrong? No, it I is, don't think you did. Totally Toto. Two dollars. <laughs> I've I've only I always run it together Toto. Um, I've, I I don't know Toto uh, sounded weird to me for some reason. I'm not I'm not making fun of you. I just I just wanted clarification on that. It's no, okay, Will. You are making fun of him. It's fine. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And what what character would you be? So I'll go off the board and see Uncle Henry, so you don't have to see me at all. <laughs> oh, Henry! Wow. What? Come on, Aunt. Come on. Okay, all right. You know what? That's that's fine. That's good. I, I like that, that pick. That, that was, that's that was your God's answer. You get paid was, and you don't have to do any work. That's, that's good. true. Get, get, that's cre- very true. get credits and not have and not have to do any work. I have a niece. John, what about you? I think, and this will spill into my my kilt uh, take, but I think I'd be Dorothy. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. What's your kilt take then? So, I, I happen to think that kilts and uh, you know any type of dress like that are uh, super comfortable and liberating. And the reason I say that, not because I've worn them, but I had for many years, a towel that had a piece of Velcro on it. And so it would, a towel that would just wrap around and, and, you know, uh, stick. And it essentially it'd be like a terry cloth skirt. Right. And it even, it even had a pocket on the side. I don't know what you need a pocket, but it had it. I and can tell I, you why. I love this thing. I don't think I want to know why. I love this thing. And, and in fact, sometimes I'd come, from, come home from the gym and I'd go, I'd take a shower and I'd wear this thing, this, this terry cloth skirt for, for lack of a better um, word. And, and I'd just sit on the couch, lounge and watch TV. And, and I imagine that, you know, a dress because she wore a dress. I haven't seen the movie in such a long time, but I know she wore a, a dress and she had the yep. ruby red slippers. Yeah, but well, I, I would, think it's like a blue and white checkered dress or something. But it would give me a, a, an opportunity to then wear uh, like a skirt without without the without the stigma, and and you just go out there. Of course, I wouldn't be free balling, but but nevertheless, I I could still be uh, kind of comfortable, and and so I think I'd go with Dorothy. Okay, all right, I dig so it. I'm going to jump it. in on on that. Yeah, John is spot on there. So. Very comfortable. My dad used to wear them and he would bring them to the gym. And what he would do is he would put his little bar of soap 
in the pocket. And that would be, so he wouldn't have to hold the soap in his hand and he'd okay. get to the thing and he'd hang up his towel and he'd take out his soap and he'd, you know, do his thing. So it's not as gross as you were thinking. Now. I dig it. Hey, what a good job by these menches cutting it up, huh? Yeah, seriously, seriously. I, I've, I've learned a lot uh, this week. This, is, this has been great. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, I think that was a great, great first run for our, our – is, is that the right word, inaugural? Is that, is that every year? What, what do you call it when it's the first uh, of a weekly uh, kind of get-together? Or debut. Debut. That, there we go. I don't know. Yeah. That, inaugural don't know. also works, though. In, all right. Inaugural debut of our uh, midday Menches Cutting It Up podcast. Uh, hopefully, we're going to keep doing this every Wednesday. Um, everybody, real quick, uh, Cody Cavalry, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, at the Cody Cavalry. All right. And go ahead. At Stiano on Twitter. Spell that for him. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Awesome. Mayor Matt, go ahead. Very cryptic. At Santini Matt. S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. Very good. The great Santini right there. All right. Uh, and John from Miami, where can they find you? At Imbecile POTUS, but I'm a terrible follow. <laughs> That is that is in the eye of the beholder or the eye of the follower. I don't know about that. But what about you, Will? Where can we find you on Twitter? Well, uh, my current handle is going to be at, uh, and this is ridiculous, uh, but it's the first thing that came to mind at Wapple House, W A P P L E H O U S E, um, or Christy Yamaguchi Main. Uh, and for Halloween, I changed it to Christy Yamaguchi Slain. So you can find me there. Follow us on at Lauer After Hours. Uh, I think that's Twitter and Instagram. That's our handle. So, uh, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time, and we will see you next week. Bye.